0: We're in the middle of a streak where five out of six Breeders' Cups are being run in Southern California. That means that during these six years, the Breeders' Cup will be in Los Angeles more often than Kobe Bryant. Five out of six. Can someone ask Bo Derek if she's willing to travel once in a while? And welcome to Lenny's Place. We've moved the studio out here to beautiful Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup this week. Glad you could come with us. We've got gorgeous weather. We've got a record number of entries. We're gonna have big fields, great betting races. We've got it all going on here. Kudos to Breeders' Cup for doing the right thing. They've given $40,000 to all foreign horses for their travel expenses. They've paid $10,000 for all domestic horses who aren't stabled here. If you're stabled here, you got a cup of coffee, but they're paying for these horses to come over. It's the way major jurisdictions do it around the world. Congratulations for Breeders' Cup. It has worked. We may not have the best Europeans, but we got a lot of them. And we do have defending champion Dank back for the Philly and mare turf. We have defending champion magician back to defend his title in the turf. So good luck to them and good work by the Breeders' Cup. One thing I'm not in agreement with with Breeders' Cup is their new rule not to let assistant trainers take over for a suspended trainer. I know this sounds like a good deal. Law and order, stick it to the bad guys. I get that. Let's take a closer look at it though. For racing jurisdiction gives a guy 60 days and mandates that those horses have to move. What happens to those horses? They go to new barns. They're not used to the routine. Bad for the horses. They don't do well like that. What happens to the grooms? What happens to the hot walkers? What happens to the assistant trainers? Their families. No work, no pay for 60 days. It's an awful bad penalty to have to pay. How about the owners? They have to go find new trainers for their horses all of a sudden. It's not easy to do, folks. It really isn't. I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on video, but if you have a licensed trainer who has no violations and you're telling me that these guys cannot train these horses, I think that's unconstitutional. I'd hate to see it go to a lawsuit, but it would, and I don't think that the jurisdictions would win that. So let's take another look at it. Let's penalize these cheaters. Let's penalize them hard. Let's not penalize the grooms and the hot walkers and the owners and the horses themselves. That doesn't make a lot of sense. We have a special treat for you today. Our interview with the great New York trainer, Chad Brown, coming up right now. We're here with the man from Mechanicville, the place where the Baskin-Robbins has two flavors. Is that not correct?
1: I don't know. It's a city, man. It's pretty big now. We've got a few ice cream shops and a handful of stop signs. We're doing all right.
0: Okay, when you were a kid, you needed to get into trouble. You got away from the parents on Saturday night. Where was the big hangout?
1: You know, you just, like any city, go down to a local playground and <laughs> it gets dark out. You find lots of trouble around there. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Not only a great trainer, a very good friend. We first met at in 2007. Bobby Franco stayed in California. You were in charge of Ginger Punch and the Distaff. Is it still raining there, I ex- by the way? <laughs> I expected this nervous Nelly, this young assistant kid who was in the Freeders Cup, he's over his head. You were so impressive, so calm and confident and collected. How important was that experience? Because you went on uh, on your own right after that, really.
1: No, it was good. Uh, it was right towards the end of me working with Bobby and um, probably less pressure because he wasn't there, actually. You know, I, I <laughs> that's when you would have seen a nervous Chad Brown running around, him barking at me. but. Um, no, it ended up working out okay. It was, um, it was my last time working with them, and
0: from yeah. there on, we started our own business. Yeah, and then, of course, the next year right here at Santa Anita, Maram, for for you as the head trainer, that had to be huge, your first, first year out to win a Yeah, Buggers what Cup. a
1: break, what a break, and, uh, you know, really got our business rolling. People started to take notice, and every time we go back to Santa Anita, we think about that. That's what uh-huh. kind of got started for us on our own.
0: I'm still waiting for the nervous Chad Brown. I don't think I've seen him yet. Yeah, you know, when you
1: train horse is long enough or an assistant long <laughs> enough, you've, you, know, you have to have pretty thick skin. So not too much makes me nervous anymore.
0: You must have gotten a little nervous last year when Bobby's kitten went out in uh, like, like a freight train there. Uh, of course, he's back this year. Mm-hmm. Is he rateable? Did you figure out he's really not rateable? Uh, did you figure out that Ken Ramsey's blood pressure was, uh, was off the charts? What, what happened there? If he's not rateable going
1: 41 and change down the hill at Santa Anita, he'll never be rateable. So we're hoping that he gets run off the bit a little bit, and maybe he'll be off the pace this time. So down, down the hill might help. I'm just figuring, you know, if I'm going to get this horse off the pace, I have to find the fastest fractions in North America to do it. It's down the hill.
0: Speaking of and how is it shipping horses, you know, cross-country for, for an event like this? Is it logistically and for the horses' uh, standpoint, is it, is it tough? It's, it's challenging. Like, you know, case
1: in point yesterday with our horses, the plane was delayed, and we got in here at midnight last night. But horses are pretty resilient. They can put up with a lot of stuff. And um, I think the ship east to west has, has been okay. You look at the, the results from the Breeders' Cup, it's pretty fair. If anything, maybe yeah. the East Coast Horses have won a couple extra races yeah. over the West Coast yeah. Horses. Yeah. So I don't think the, anyone can really blame the travel, uh, by and large. Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask you a question about Startup Nation, because I'm covering that mm-hmm. race, as you know I am, your good luck charm. So talk to me about Startup Nation. You
1: know, this horse he ran a little flat last time. I don't know if it was just being inside or if he just didn't like Belmont as much as the two big wins at Saratoga. I'm not sure. He's come out of the race, he's trained well, and um, hopefully he catches some more pace to run at and Maybe makes that wide move like he did in his first two races,
0: and he can turn it around. I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to Keeneland next year for the Breeders' Cup. Will you come out to my farm and train my dogs for me for a couple of days? I don't know how
1: much I know about that, but I know enough people in Kentucky. I can send over an expert in that area. Oh, come
0: on. I mean, you'll just watch. There's a playground out there. We can get in trouble. We can do whatever you want Well, there's plenty of stuff to get in trouble in (laughs) Kentucky, too. Trust me. (laughs) Chad Brown, good luck with the Breeders' Cup and all 89 of your horses here. Thank you. All right. I want to thank our viewers. I want to thank our sponsor, Darby Dan Farm. I want to thank the great Chad Brown for appearing with us. Have a great Breeders' cub, everybody. We'll see you next time right here at Lenny's Place. Cubs seven years ago at Mom and probably trying to stay in California. Been- Whoa! I'm <laughs> <laughs> sit <sitting> on here. <laughs> I'm to make the blooper roll at the end of one of these places. <laughs>